64 Tacos Podcasts presents. Is this song good? This is episode 54. Soundgarden, 4th of July. Welcome back to another episode of Is This Song Good? A 64 Tacos podcast. We are continuing our deep dives series. Uh, Today we're going to be talking about the song 4th of July by Soundgarden from the album Super Unknown. Um, Super Unknown is kind of the breakout album for Soundgarden. They had had Bad Bad Motorfinger before, but Super Unknown is definitely what got their name on the radios. Um, especially with the video from uh, Black Hole Sun. That's my earliest memory of, of Soundgarden. It's that insane video where everybody's melt, you know, staring up at the sun as it turns into a black hole and Joker face. their faces all melt off. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I was, I was perfectly content to just listen to the singles, um, but then I got the album and started listening to it. And I know I've said this about uh, probably three albums now from the nineties, but this is definitely one of the best albums from the nineties. It's, it's good. Every single track of it. Um, And I had to pick a song from it. And I think 4th of July is the song that uh, it's, it's not the most radio friendly because it's, it's just dark and dirty and it, 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 but it, it kind of exemplifies the grunge movement that Soundgarden was at the center of. Um, and I just love how dirty and gritty and, and dark the song is. Um, I'm curious what you guys think. Yeah, I love this song. Um, what I like about this one, there's it's, it's crazy. Cause this, um, uh, super unknown album has like, I don't know. What is it like 17 songs or something? It's a ton um, for a, it's like a super long, um, record. It's 15. Yeah. It's yeah. 70 minutes, 15 songs. It's, it is super long. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's nearly a full, what you could get, get away with on CD in those days. And it's, there's, they're all, like you said, they're all good. This one always stood out to me because it sounds like it's probably down tuned because the guitar riff is so riff is so low. Mm-hmm. Um, and then like the bass is super dissonant too. So it's just, it's just like utterly sludgy. Like it's just you know like right and it never really has that it's not you know like you you think of a song like outshined off the previous album which has a sort of like this this sort of like cut through of melody and um sort of lightness same with uh black hole sun like it's really melodic this is like Soundgarden just like indulging in their most sort of like dissonant and dark you know <laughs> and it never really like lightens up yeah but that makes it really memorable um I, uh, I really, you know, it's a funny thing about Chris Cornell is I'm not sure if his lyrics are, he's like a particularly great lyricist. Cause whenever I read them by themselves, I'm like, Oh, this is okay. But when he's singing them, it's incredibly convincing. Uh, if I, if I don't think about it critically. Oh, yeah. Well, he's one of the, one of the all time great vocalists. Yeah. Like all these lines, which don't really make sense as a poem, really work in the context of the music and how he delivers it, which makes sense since he was the principal songwriter and he was coming up with most of the riffs anyway. 
But uh, yeah, it's just a it's it, it on an album of standout songs. This one is a great song, but it's 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 like the most like the heaviest, most sort of like dense um, sonically song on here. That's what always stood out about it to me. So I, I always liked it for that reason. Yeah, when um, when I got my disc man as a wee lad, uh, I, there were fir- I only had a few CDs, and um, this was one of them that I listened on repeat. I'd be doing my homework, and I'd have my disc man over on the side, and I would just and it would just go and 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 like you, I, you know, I I bought it for the you know I heard Black Hole Sun on the radio a lot. Um, I really liked that that music video, and. Um, and I bought it and I, and then I started listening to it and, and I, and I really liked that, you know, the, the feel of the whole album and, and that, how that, this, the, that time period when, you know, you would buy something for one reason and then you would just be able to like dig into it and really, really get to know the rest of the songs. Yeah. The, the impetus for this whole series basically. Yeah. And, uh, and the 4th of 4th of July song was definitely one that, you know, you're, you kind of, you go through, a lot of the more um, uh, single friendly, if you will, tracks from the earlier half of the album. Mm -hmm. And then once you start getting into the last last half, it kind of diverges and does some more interesting stuff. Um, And then 4th of July just kind of like hits you in the face. And, (laughs) and it's like this, this apocalyptic, you know, sludgy, murky, um, uh, you know, feel in my mind like even without really trying to focus on the lyrics or whatever it felt like what would happen like if a nuclear bomb dropped right and and it's just like sort of encapsulating that type of feeling and and what's funny about it is like it it's it's the the song is comforting to me (laughs) yeah no i know what you mean yeah that doesn't seem like a sentiment that would come out of this type of song but it really is and um and I and I, I listen to it at least once a year on on you know Independence Day, uh, but usually more than that. Usually it'll come up in mixes. Usually um, I'll just I'll just want to listen to the whole Super Un- Unknown album. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just one of those songs that that like has a special special place. Um, it's different than the singles. It's it's different from. Um, you know some of the sound of the rest of the album but but it man does it does it sound good and it really really um feels comforting at times when you know you just need to when when the world is kind of like melting around you and you you need something that that's like well give me something a little darker than the rest of what's going on (laughs) right yeah um i think one of my favorite things about this song is the uh the two vocal tracks that Chris Cornell sings on it. Um, it, it, It's not obvious, but he's singing two different parts on on a lot of the song and it just adds this extra dynamic. You know, he's got his, his baritone voice um, through that, that you hear and is the focal point of the vocals. But then he's also got his, um, his higher range, which, you know, just, which is a testament to his uh, vocal abilities. And it just, it just kind of adds this extra little element that just finishes the rest of the song. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a little otherworldly. Um, it sounds, yeah. yeah, which fits with the, with the, with the tone of, like you're saying with the, with the whole song and the feeling, you know, it's interesting, Zach, I never thought of the, you know, a, a bomb going off or, you know, the, the atomic bomb or whatever. But, um, 
when I read the chorus, because uh, I heard it in the wind and I saw it in the sky and I thought it was the end. I thought it was the 4th of July. Kind of fits perfectly with that. Um, oh, yeah. Never occurred to me, but <laughs> it, that could absolutely, <laughs> it would absolutely work. Um, every 4th of July, now that Michigan um, got rid of or opened up the, uh, <sighs> we don't want Indiana to get our uh, fireworks sales. So now you can buy whatever you want here. I, it's a war zone every like <laughs> yeah. the whole weekend's a war zone. I swear it's, it's insanity. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it, 4th of July makes me think of destruction now. <laughs> like yeah. it's just, it's chaos. Absolutely. I don't know if you guys read it, but there was, um, there was a little background that, um, I, I guess someone was interviewing Chris Cornell and he said it, the whole song came out of like an acid trip and he was, he was hearing like voices like 10 feet behind him while, while he was like walking down the street. And, um, and he, you know, he even says like, you wouldn't, you wouldn't know any of this from, from the song or the song's lyrical content or whatever, but that's sort of where it came out of. Yeah. It makes sense, I guess. Yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. And yeah, I read, I read that blurb too, while I was looking at the lyrics and, and one of the things he says in that interview from that magazine was that it actually made him feel good because he felt like he was with people, which is sort of interesting because it's, it's a bad it's not good to be thinking someone's following you or to hear voices, but like, like you said, oddly comforting to him, which yeah. comes across because the song's oddly comforting. Right. All right. Well, um, unless anybody's got anything else, uh, what do we have next week, Dan? Uh, we are going to uh, to do a Bob Dylan song, uh, Shelter from the Storm, Off Blood on the Tracks. Uh, yeah, look forward to that next week. All right. Sounds good. All right. I caught it on audio.